Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What up out there, podcast land? How you guys doing? And turtleneck, Mona will punch you. Protect your neck. Oh, my Lanta. Oh. Dan and I are walking around with our shoulders way up. Just a life of fear when you're around Mona. I mean, feisty. Feisty. I never knew I was scary, but. Well. I don't know. When you're threatening to throw punch kids. <laughs> See, there he goes, putting words in my mouth again. Ah, well, she, she threatened to throat punch me. <laughs> <laughs> now that one I can attest to. <laughs> I, I will have to tell you, this is kind of funny. Rick Vi, I think he got a good laugh after of knowing that you're my boss now. Like, this is a new relationship between the two of us. Well, assuming I get voted in. But <laughs> he kind of got a chuckle out of it. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't been on your best behavior lately, so that vote's getting a little, <laughs> yeah, a little shaky. Vote punching me. <laughs> so how you guys doing? Hey, we're good. I'm right? g- yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's good to be Dan here. Dan has again. been so. Dan's right, I'm a hanging little. Us, Pastor Mary Baptist Church. Got yep. my home slice over there, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. The hey girl. And then we got the bean of the board over there. Yep, let yep. Me just kind say of this. like a jumping bean today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ah. Jeff, I was gonna say a flitting bean. <laughs> Can beans flit? I don't know, but jumping for sure. That's a rare breed of bean right there. I mean, you've been flitting here. I did. I'm a little wired, yeah. I mean, so so literally, guys, take you right behind the scenes. So the camera's on Mona today. And so Dan, like 10 minutes ago, goes, oh, perfect. He goes, he sits down, he puts on his headphones. Nobody move. (laughs) The next thing we know, he's running back, running. Yeah. Back yep. over here, and it begins to move the camera. I could tell the earth had shifted just slightly. I had to <laughs> had to adjust. You know what it is? It's because his sneakers are matching oh, his shirts lately. Let me tell you, whenever I wear my red sneakers, I feel like I'm ready for action. <laughs> so like I'm ready it. to just it makes you seem fast. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I mean, actual speed is not affected whatsoever. No, no, but well, I feel I mean, really. We, I clocked you by the sundial. Oh boy. Oh, I've worked up a sweat. <laughs> Bro, you have been flitting <laughs> around here. I mean, seriously. Oh. So it's good. And then he's so out of breath, he tells us he has leaded and unleaded <laughs> drinks, which is uh, Mountain Dew Mountain water. Dew water. Yeah. But Mona and I we promise both. He, we both are lemonade. So, As the spirit is willing, but the respiratory system is fatigued, I tell you. <laughs> so anyway, hey, it's good to be back, and I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah. So... I don't know that we're going to get to this. I don't think we will, but I want to just throw this out there. If you've ever wondered, when Columbus was about to sail, <laughs> and everybody was flat earthers at that point, right? why in the world would he have sailed without thinking he was going to come off the face of the earth, mm. fall off the face of the earth? Well, Isaiah 22 is the reason. Chapter Isaiah chapter 40, 40 I'm sorry. Chapter 40, verse 22. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. Columbus was a believer. Mm. He knew he would just come back around the other side. So just in case you've ever wondered, maybe you didn't, just a little <laughs> historical fact there. But, you know, and Bruce has taught us on Wednesday nights, 
if the Bible's not true, why doesn't it make some very trem- irregular and irresponsible scientific statements? That for a time made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Who would yeah. have read that and said, the circle of the earth? Right. Right. And there are so many other things that we just continually find out right. that they knew. The, right. The Bible authors mm-hmm. knew. Mm-hmm. That ultimately became actual science. Mm-hmm. So run tell that. The Bible is true. That's right. just a little extra nugget. Just a little today. extra cool. nugget. Little that extra we nugget. won't even charge you for that. <laughs> so we're going to, because Mona's leading, so we're going to, oh. uh, I'm going to read, then you're going to pray. This never goes well, uh, but we're going to try. <laughs> and then you're going to start, Mona. To, uh, this is Isaiah 40, verse 18. To whom then will you liken God, or what likeness compare with him? An idol? A craftsman casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and casts for its silver chains. He who is too impoverished for an offering chooses wood that will not rot. He seeks out a skillful craftsman to set up an idol that will not move. First of all, great job. And uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for, um, as we talked about last last episode, we just thank you for your greatness. We thank you for the fact that you can handle those things that, that we can't handle. You don't even have to hesitate, Heavenly Father, because you're above it all. You're authoritative over all of it. And so, Heavenly Father, we just offer up this time for your glory and the sharing of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I, you didn't tell me until we got on the air that I was leading this. So, okay. <clears throat> you expect any less? <laughs> no, actually, but. Don't want to alarm you. You're not, you're not getting off to a great start here. <laughs> But, okay. well, I mean, I wanted to focus on these verses because it does talk about idols and because um, there are a few places in the Bible that I think are a little bit, I don't know if sarcastic is the right word, but I think it is, um, talking about the idols and how ridiculous it is to have idols instead of following after God and making God be your God. Um, and so, um, we'll get to those, but, um, the, the first thing to point out is that this, these two verses about idols comes as a response to whom will you liken God and what likeness compares with him. (laughs) It's so, oh, um, because that was the problem of the people in Isaiah's time, yes, were the idols and the gods that they were following after instead Hail, of Asherah, right? Uh, false gods, idols, right? All of that, and instead of following after the one true God, yes, and having God who said that He was the only God, who is the only God, and who has said, "I will be your God, and you will be my people," um, but instead of following after Him, they followed after the idols, and so that's one of the reasons why Isaiah was dealing with it right now. Yeah, pre-captivity, mm-hmm. Babylonian captivity, the major sin of the Jewish people was idol work. Mm. Right. They just could not get over it. Right. And and for the Jewish people specifically, I mean, it started, God mightily moves to get them out of Egypt, and then he, they all hear him call Moses right. to the top mm-hmm. of the mountain. Right. And he's, you know, they all they're there at the base when yeah. God speaks, and then all of a sudden he calls Moses up, and so Moses go, and then he's up there, and 
I mean, within 40 days, they're like, we don't know what's happening to this right. dude. <laughs> right. we don't know well, where let me is. tell you what's happening to this dude. He's up there. He's up there with the Lord. When you begin, this is why I believe in the New Testament in the book of James when he says, don't have a divided mind. When you begin to doubt, mm-hmm. you open yourself up yep. for yes. failure. Just right. that first step. Yep. And so their doubt, Moses is up there meeting with God, getting his Ten Commandments, and they're down there. And his brother, the spokesman. Right. Is crafting a yeah. cow, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was one of the gods of mm-hmm. Egypt. Mm-hmm. So what they were doing was they were going, going back, back to Egypt right. religiously. Oh, that's a good statement. Right. Mm. Although they had seen that God himself was more powerful mm-hmm. than the Egyptian yeah. gods because mm-hmm. every one of the plagues was at an at, Egyptian yep. god. Yep. And he smacks them down. And the first thing they do when they just get in sort of a doubt and disbelief is they begin to create this golden calf. Mm-hmm. Going back to, to the exact thing they were freed from. Yeah. Right. How many of us do the same thing? Yeah. And not just crafted that idol, but then Aaron lied to Moses about it as if. Yeah. You know. I just threw the gold in and it popped out. <laughs> <laughs> like a Pop-Tart. <laughs> boom, boom. It's thinking of like Play-Doh molds or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, what was uh, he thinking? Well, I'm glad you asked that because I'm gonna I'm gonna follow it up with another question. What do you think? Because I, no, I, I, since you started and start off great, my dad, Mona. Um, the uh, the question that's been on my mind is, what do you think attracts people to idols? Uh, selfishness. Uh-huh. Okay. Because well, I think what you find in idols is you'll make them be what you want them to be. You have a say so in it. So I would say first before we can answer that question and talk well, about that. I just answered that, it though. Uh, okay, but. <laughs> We're going to back up. Apparently not sufficiently. <laughs> no, that's a good answer. But I think the first thing to do is to define what an idol is for us yeah. today. If we're going to talk about us today. Okay. Because we probably don't have statues on our mantles that we're bowing down to, most likely. Um. So what an idol... do. True, but, but probably not many believers do. <laughs> We, we don't have a large Buddhist listenership, I don't think. So we're, I think we're good on that. Yeah. <laughs> but what, but we do have idols. And so we may think that um, as believers in, in this century and the, these times that, oh, I don't have idols because we're I don't have, yeah, yeah, I don't have statues that I bow down to. I don't have, um, but the definition of an idol is anything that you place as more important than God in your life. Yeah. I was going to say, if you want me to give you a quick definition of an <laughs> idol, anything. <laughs> I mean, it can be. It can be anything. It can be literally anything. Absolutely, but it, but it. You I, know the biggest one I think of today is. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I was waiting for it. What? Go ahead. No, you say it, and I'll tell you if you're right. Families. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, seriously, yeah. and I know people are going to push back, and you can push back all you want to. I'm a big boy. Mm-hmm. I'll push back. Mm-hmm. We bow yep. at. The idol of my kid's going to make it pro. Yep. My kid's go. Listen, my son played travel ball. I understand that, but he didn't play like some of these people play. And I know uh, people are going to get mad at me for this, but we treat our kids like they are super gods. Yeah, we don't teach them the ways of God. Right. We teach them at eh, church is okay if you don't have something so else right. Right. to happen. Right. right. Whereas to me. I think church ought to be number one. Right. Yep. Yep. But I think two families, I think they also, even if that's not their mindset, I don't 
that their kid has to be able to do whatever that kid wants to do and has to be involved in all the things and without considering what then they're missing at church or youth group or whatever. Um, or children's department. But I mean, Right, think? all of that, right? And also to the point where the parents won't even engage in their act, church right. activities. I can't come to Bible study because my kid has to be at baseball. Well, maybe once a week your kid doesn't have to be at baseball. You know, that, but that's not the mindset. The mindset is whatever this kid is doing, that's what they're doing. And then that's you shoehorn faith in wh- when right. it's convenient. When it, you when right. There's nothing else happening. And then you wonder why your faith didn't grow. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or you wonder why when they go off to college, they hear some yeah. liberal professor tell them that the Bible is not true. And then they begin to question mm-hmm. whether the Bible is true. And the next thing you know, they've renounced their faith, which yeah. tells you that they never had it in the first, first place. Yeah. Because yeah. you never fed into it because mainly the dad wasn't the dad yeah. of the home. He wasn't the pastor and priest in the house teaching his yeah. kids how to worship the Lord and walking them through Scripture. Right. Yep. Right. Right. I mean, this is not rocket scientists we're talking about. Be just dads. Be a dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got nothing wrong with loving your family. Right. Yeah. Right. But when your kids rule the roost. Right. And tell you yeah. what they're going to do, and you don't ever push back, and you don't teach your kids that you ought to come to church, I don't know, maybe more than just one hour on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not only that. So before people just want to email us and write in, it's other stuff. I mean, it's it's your money. Mm-hmm. Here's the second, probably the second one. Well, but it ties in with the first one. Well, I, I've got to have this job, and I've got to make so much money so I can provide. What my family yeah. needs is for me to have this really, really high-paying job right. that will make enough money yeah. to give them what they want. Right. Show me that scripture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and I, it goes back to, Dad, what they need is you. Right. Yeah. Not your wallet. Mm-hmm. Not your gifts. Mm-hmm. They need you. Yeah. And they need, the, I, I would take it one step further and say they need your submission. Yeah, submission you know, to the Lord. Yeah, right. Not submission to them. Right, 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 right. right. Your submission right. to the Lord. Yes, right. Um, and, and it goes back. I was just thinking when you were talking about you know kids, and it, and it goes right to this too of this idea of like, well, I, I've got to work you know x number of hours, and I got to have this job to provide. Well, what are you providing for? Because here's the thing: you're called to be the priest of your household as a father. So if if that's the case, any good pastor, I learned this from from some crazy pastor I have now. <laughs> Isn't going to just give you what you want. Isn't going to make you feel good. Isn't going. So what are we doing as dads? Are we just giving into every whim? Every you know that's a great way to raise up a kid that's not grateful for anything that God provides. Well, they you know we have a name for that brat. You <laughs> put it succinctly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, dads, yeah. teacher. Uh, it's oh, and people get mad. I, I've, it's never ceases to amaze me that people got mad at me make quoting this. You know, there's like a. a Point zero three percent chance mm-hmm. your kid will ever be a professional yeah. athlete. Right. There's a hundred percent guarantee your kid's gonna stand for Jesus yes. one yep. day. Yep. I mean, just heaven and hell yep. are on the line. Right. Yep. I think I'd be working. I mean, I got no problem. Look, if your kid can be a great athlete, heck yeah, man, let them mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. But why can't they have Jesus? Yeah. There yep. first. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> but I, I love. To, so to me, I love verse eighteen because. It, to whom are you going to liken God? Right. There is no comparison. What likeness compare with him? There, there's, none. there's nothing. Yep. Right. 
nothing in this world mm-hmm. is like God. Right. Or his amazing grace. Right. So as we think about the um, the idols that we might have in our lives and what they might be, um, to just consider the fact of how they can't, they can't do anything for us. We can become the most successful people according to the world that we mm. could be, and it doesn't do anything for our eternity. We can have our kids say our kid does become the next um, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Um, that was just the first one that came in. Um, I mean, tremendous, great. But right, but it doesn't do anything for their eternity. No. Right. And so, and I, I think that's why the reason that God said, I will be your God and you will be my people and you shall have no other gods before me is because he is the only one who can take care of us, mm-hmm. secure our eternity in heaven, um, all of those things that we think that the th- idols of this world, the things that we rely on, that our families, the money, our education, our jobs, yeah. um, we try and rely on those things to satisfy us, to lift us up, to provide for us. But the reality is the only one who can do those things is God. That's, yeah, that's another one is education. People yeah. say, I'm so mm-hmm. smart. I'm old. Mm-hmm. I've got this thing figured out, man. Right. Right. I was kind of annoyed. Like, well, that re- brings, when my dad died, he, yes, he had a PhD. Yes. He was a professor at the university. Um, and his accomplishments in education were amazing, but I was a little bit annoyed with <laughs> the, um, funeral home because everything that they did put PhD after his name. Mm. And my dad was not that kind of, he, yeah. he didn't want people to know about that. He didn't flaunt that. We, I have some friends who called him Doc Yerke and he didn't even, I don't think really like that because he was a very humble man. But, um, so it kind of, it kind of annoyed me a little bit, but, um, it was fun to re hashed all the things that he had done in education yeah. but There's he would he would that. not have wanted it to be so prevalent as right. what it was but anyway that's just a little side note but um but people do i mean that's why they're so i think that's why college is pushed so much with kids instead of thinking about um the trades or other things that you can pursue that you might be interested in because well you got to get that four-year ed- yeah. degree education which um but, uh, Not everybody needs. Man, we need right. plumbers and, right. and Good welders gifts. and right. you know manual laborers. Yeah, we need right. them. Yeah, I mean, there's, well, there's nothing wrong with that. And that that's uh, going back to to kind of that question. I think that's why idols are are pushed so hard is because you know going back to to verse eighteen, you know we talked all last week about how. God is so vast and great that we can't comprehend him. Mm-hmm. And so the world says, well, if you can't comprehend him, then then take this instead, something you can wrap your brain around. And so I think that's it. And you say, well, what's the, the harm in it? Well, exactly what you said. Number one, you go back to that, that picture of the vine. Without water, it dies. Without the Holy Spirit, without God's presence, we die because it's it's what we were literally created to, to be part of. And the other part of it is we end up in this society like we have today where everybody's life is guided by you do what you want to do and not you be who God created you to be. Right. And and, and I got real fired up a couple of years ago. It was... It, 
it was a school's uh, graduation. And they said, you know, follow your dreams. I said, no, right. that's right. a horrible idea. Right. Yeah. right. I eat right before I go to bed. You know what my dreams look like? Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I just, I, I just love this passage. Well, and I, it, it made me think too of Isaiah 44 and I'm not going to read it verse starting with verse 15 through 20. And it talks about the irony of the one who takes a piece of wood and half of that wood he uses to build a fire and he uses that fire to warm himself, to bake his bread. Um, but then he takes that other half and he makes a God out of it and worships it. It's the same piece of wood. (laughs) And so, um, how ridiculous it is to take that thing and make it into an idol that you bow down and worship when that same piece of wood, the other half of that wood is being used for, um, the, what it's supposed to be used for. And, and the, I, I just love that because it just shows that we put things, um, as more important than God in our lives. And thus they are idols when those things are not worth anything yeah. in light of eternity. Yeah. You're, I'm, I mean, not going back to your dad, he's not getting in heaven cause he had a PhD. Right. That will yeah. not come up yeah. at the beam of sight. <laughs> right. right. Prom- that right. will not come up. At they, won't, at they won't read it out. No. Not yeah. Here is Neil Yerke, <laughs> PhD. Mm-hmm. Nope. I don't know what he'll say, but I it's promise PhD is right. not going <laughs> to. Right, right. Yep. You got something over there? Yeah, I was away. just thinking, you know, you were talking about the, the. well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really bad at this. Okay. So track with me for a minute. Mona, you were talking about the, this idea of, you know, the same thing being created, you know, used to burn up and, and mm-hmm. cook bread and then used to worship, you know, mm-hmm. as, as this idol. And then we, we've we been talking about kind of some of the, the most common idols out there today. And one that, that you've talked about, and I don't know if you, you've really come at it from this point, but but I'm reading into it a little bit, Hank, um, is the idea of our preferences becoming our idols. So, I mean, yeah. in the church, yep. we can say, well, this has to be this way and this has to be that way. And the whole time we're so caught up on that, we're not even using it to glorify God. And that's the important part of, I mean, that's the whole reason to have any of it in the first place, you know. Right. Yep. The, uh, the other scripture that I was taken to is Psalm 115, 4 through 8. And I will read that. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak eyes but do not see they have ears but do not hear noses but do not smell they have hands but do not feel feet but do not walk and they do not make a sound in their throat those who make them this is key those who make them become like them and so all do all who trust in them Mm. and so what is that saying again I mean we've said it but again it's saying how worthless these idols are because they can't do anything for you give me that word again worthless yep. and then one and more then time you become, you become what and then you become <laughs> like them right worthless. and so right and so um, and we you know we've named a few of what those idols could be in our life but there's so many other things that I it mean, could drugs. be I mean drugs I mean then you don't want drugs alcohol uh-huh, right. games mm-hmm. cars yeah I go back to the the beginning definition. Anything, anything that ta- that yep. takes the place of God, mm-hmm. that dethrones Jesus from His seat right. of right. power and grace yep. and mercy, mm-hmm. 
and and you put that there, which is deaf, dumb, mm-hmm. demonic, mm-hmm. doofus, <laughs> dragon hearted. It's just a, it's an idol. It's it's right. worthless. Right. And, and when you're reading a minute ago and you're talking and then, Dan, you start talking. And y'all almost made me forget what I was going to say. <laughs> but we, why do we want them? Why do we ultimately want an idol? Because if we have, if we have idols in our lives, we can control them. Partially, right? We can't control God. You want to take a I, shot at it? I, I was just saying. That came to my head. I mean, and you're, I mean, you're right, but that's not what I was after. Of course not. I was just saying because it's passive. Like, it doesn't – look, a relationship can't be neglected or else it's going gonna, it's gonna to wither. So our relationship with God has to be fed. It has to be fed through his word and through through obedience. And so if I have an idol, I can walk by it, throw up some meaningless prayer yeah. to, a, to a woodblock. Yeah, and feel like I did something. But I – so the second thing that comes to my mind is um, submission to it. We yeah. Don't. An idol that we have in our life we don't have to submit to like we need to submit to God. I don't know why you're holding up the water bottle. I think the main reason, it is something we can see. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's a great point. We're called to do what? Walk by, by faith and not by sight. Yep. Which plays into both things mm-hmm. you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. But I think at times people want something they can see yep. and touch and feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I, I'm preaching, well... When this drops, I will have preached on on my on faith mm-hmm. from Hebrews eleven one through three, and and f- faith is the engine yep. of your repentance and mm-hmm. belief in God. Right. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah, yep. Faith is the engine. Mm-hmm. Faith is the engine that takes you to heaven. Faith is the is the economy of heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll. <laughs> Thank goodness we're recording it. I'll yeah. play it back to you. <laughs> But faith is is what, and it's not it's not only the engine that gets us there, and it is your faith. You have been saved by faith mm-hmm. through grace, mm-hmm. lest anyone want to question my theology. <laughs> but faith is where you send money on ahead because you have faith in times of that you could doubt. You have faith that sends all of your um, things ahead, your that for your crown that you'll throw back at the feet of Jesus. And faith is what'll get you through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll go back to it. I know people are tired of hearing it, but it was faith, man, that my daddy's in heaven. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and nothing else. Yep. Right. That's I I I I've talked to a couple guys that I know that work for you know. I don't know how people do it. And I've talked to probably some of you. How do you how do you function if you lose somebody that is that close to you? Yeah. Without. And you don't have that. Yep. And you don't have that yep. surety of faith. And by the right. way, yep. faith is not a hope so faith. Right. It's yep. a no so faith. Right. I know that I know that I right. know that I flat out know. Yep. That's why I say all the time, my daddy's not lost. Right. I cringe when people say, yes. well, he lost his daddy. Yeah. I didn't lose yeah. my daddy. Mm-hmm. I know what my <laughs> exactly daddy's at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't lose him. He's just in another realm that yeah. I'm not currently in. Yeah. Right. Yep. But one day I'll go to him. Yeah, right. And I'll see him. Yep. But first I'll go see, see Jesus. Jesus. Yep, right. absolutely. Yep. And so, and, and I'm just going to throw this out there because I can. <laughs> if you listen closely, 
This is a hill I die on all the time. If your loved one became an angel, that's crazy. Right. You have belittled for the saving grace of yep. Jesus. Yep. People that pass away don't become angels. God's got enough. They're right. created mm-hmm. beings. Mm-hmm. We become the saints that we are at the moment of salvation. Right. Yep. We just have that different. We are not angels. Right, right. We don't get our wings. We don't we get don't. wings. <laughs> we don't flit around on clouds. <laughs> you don't. You flit around <laughs> on the ground, bro. <laughs> Just you practicing. See, and because God is so big, man, I, whew, I've been listening to Billy Graham this week. Mm-hmm. I've been on a Always Billy a good choice. tangent, man. Always. And I mean, my man has been hammering. He put it this way today, and. He said, in that moment on the cross when, when Jesus said, my God, my God, why, why have you forsaken me? He didn't say God turned his face. He said there was a shadow hmm. that crossed between God and Jesus for mm-hmm. the first time in all eternity. Yeah. Right. Yep. But that shadow and his death and his resurrection paid your way. Yep. yep. Don't belittle the ultimate sacrifice of our Savior by saying we became a stinking angel. Right. Yep. And they're not lost. Right. They don't there's no such thing as soul sleep. Right. They're not in purgatory. Yep. Right. They're either you're in the presence of the Lord or in your you're in Hades. Yep. Right. Which is hell light. Yep. That's where you're gonna be when you draw your last breath. And if you're worshiping an idol, you're not going to the presence yep. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We walk by faith. Yep. Not by sight. That's yep. right. <laughs> I don't know what that looks. <laughs> I don't know what it means. So, so I'm going to say final thought time. Okay. All right, final thought. So, final thought. What's your final thought? My final thought is, if you put your faith and your trust in anything but Jesus, <laughs> I I feel for you. Mm-hmm. My heart breaks for you because nothing right on this earth yep. can take the place of Jesus mm-hmm. and the salvation found in Him. That's right. To whom will you liken him? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Y'all get some of that. <laughs> I had a thought. Now I lost it. God, that was an it. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so. The puddled. humbleness is just. I know. Really... Oh, I just pulled. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what I was going to say is that um, uh, we need to check ourselves. Yeah. And and you need to look at your checkbook, look at your calendar. Um, look at how you spend your day um, and figure out what have you allowed. And, and for, I think for some people in some situations, I'm going to be nice. In some situations, it's, it's been a slow slide into that idol. And so perhaps you, when you realize that you didn't mean to make that the idol. And that's why God is a forgiving God. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, but to examine ourselves to find out where our idols are and or if God is indeed the God of our life and not anything else. I'm going to follow that up with step two. <laughs> Once you've done that and you've identified those things, um, really for the believer, you it should be, this is going to sound real snooty, but just get over it. Um, it shouldn't be a difficult thing to let go of. And the reason being, is that if you got that kingdom perspective, you know that anything in this world is temporary and has literally has nothing to offer you, and God has everything to offer you. Right. 
There you go. You gonna pray? Sure. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you for the truths in your word. And I thank you that um, that you make it known to us that you are to be God and that we are to have no other gods before you. And so I pray for us and for those who are listening that we would be constantly mindful of um, if we are allowing you to be God in our life or if we are setting up idols in our lives. And so, Lord, speak to us, and may we hear your Holy Spirit speaking, and may we respond in the way that we need to. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for um, allowing us to sit behind these mics to talk about your word, and thank you for those who are listening. And we lift it all up in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Mary Baptist Church. Got my home slice this morning. Hey, hey. I got the flitty bean over there. The I've settled bean. a little. Yip, yip. Uh, Danny boy over there. <laughs> God bless you guys. Bye, y'all. 19 weeks Christmas.